Hey everyone, and welcome back to WeCast. Today, we're bringing you our one-on-one with Alderman Antonio French, another candidate running for St. Louis City Mayor. Now, just like Alderman Jeffrey Boyd, the Advanced Skills Workforce Center asked Alderman French the same three questions, and we're bringing his answers to you. Again, as a 501c3, the St. Louis Workers' Education Society can't and won't endorse any political candidates. And with that, here's Antonio French. Well, uh, first, uh, thank you for having me this morning. It's a pleasure to come here and see this firsthand. Uh, it's a great program, uh, partnership between organizations trying to put folks to work. Uh, putting people to work is a big, uh, big component for me, a big part of what I want to do as mayor. You know, the un- unemployment rate in our city is way too high, uh, and a lot of the issues dealing with violent crime in the city, I think, has to do with a lot of people not having the jobs uh, or the other options to make money uh, for their families instead of getting to the life of crime and violence. Alderman French. As mayor, how do you plan to implement the city of St. Louis's diversity study findings? So, you know, these issues right here are actually things that I've been working on uh, for many years. Um, so, you know, I passed um, some legislation down the Board of Aldermen related to the uh, Ram Stadium deal a couple of years ago. Uh, we put together a language that was actually going to have the highest level of minority participation on any project ever in St. Louis history if that project was to happen. Uh, All those numbers were based on the diversity uh, and disparity study that we had done for the city of St. Louis. Oh, you know, this conversation has been going on for over 20 years, uh, where the city spends a lot of money on major projects in the city, uh, but minority workers don't get get jobs on these sites. Uh, What general contractors and the mayor's office often tell us is that, well, there's just not the available workforce. Uh, And so what we did was conduct a study. Uh, It's called a disparity study. And it actually went and counted how many available workers in each individual trade we have. Uh, and what it showed is that we do have the workforce. Uh, we just have not had the uh, desire, uh, the will in the mayor's office and in other key positions to enforce hiring goals for the city. Uh, so we actually have legislation pending right now. I wrote this along with Alderman Terry Kennedy uh, that would use the numbers directly from the disparity study. Uh, and that would be our new goals on all city projects. Uh, the current goals are around 20%. Uh, what the disparity shows, disparity, disparity study shows is that we can get up into some trades as high as 30, 32%. Um, and so the other thing that this has, and this is where we have not had uh, any kind of uh, uh, teeth in the last 20 years, is actual penalties for when a contractor agrees to hire a certain number of minorities or a certain number of minority-owned contracting firms, subcontractors, there are no teeth for when they fail to meet that, no penalties. And so that's the only way you're really going to get something done is if after somebody has promised to do something, at the end of the project they fail to do it, it's got to be penalties. Penalties in the form of they have to give some of the money back uh, or they can be put on a list and banned from future projects for a five, ten, seven-year period. and so that, that, I think, is, is number one. How do you plan to expand skills-based training with unions and ongoing jobs placement for the black community? So within the next 24 months, uh, there is slated to be over a billion dollars of development along the Central Corridor. That's a lot of jobs. That is a lot of money that could be going into the pockets of people who really need opportunity and, uh, and jobs. Uh, and so, you know, what we are doing is trying to put uh, this legislation uh, in place before that project, before those projects start, so that those penalties are in place, 
Uh, and it also calls for a certain percentage of apprenticeships for all of these jobs. These are ways to get people into the trades uh, for the first time. Uh, and then that you have a pipeline of work for many years. So even when that one job uh, is complete, there's other projects for you to go to work on. Uh, the idea is to keep the work flowing. Uh, and as we are looking at different parts of our city beyond just downtown and the Central West End, but north side, south side, areas that have seen a lot of blight and not much development over the many years, that's opportunity to create jobs. So when we start talking about uh, laying a metro link and going from North St. Louis to South St. Louis, that's another billion dollars of economic development and more jobs. When we look at the vacant houses along uh, Natural Bridge, North Grand, those areas, that's opportunity to rehab those spaces, put people to work, rebuild their own neighborhoods. Uh, but it's only going to happen if you have somebody in that, in that mayor's office uh, that values uh, putting folks to work. Uh, and I'll add something beyond, beyond just uh, minority and women-owned businesses. It's got to be a priority in the mayor's office to put city people to work, too. Uh, so we have started to measure this now. It was a bill we passed, a law we passed uh, about five years ago that now starts to track uh, how many city residents, how many uh, African Americans, how many women, how many other minority groups are actually working on these job sites. Uh, and what we found is that uh, less than 10% sometimes of city people are working on these projects located in the city uh, and funded in many ways with city money. So when we have a city that has such a high unemployment rate, we really need to be focused on putting city people to work. Um, let's see. Oh, the other thing too is part of, part of uh, my comprehensive crime plan, uh, we have targeted 15 neighborhoods in the city that account for the majority of the violence. Uh, Twelve of those are in North St. Louis, three of them in South St. Louis. Uh, as part of our efforts to transform these areas, it involves placing uh, slate satellite offices, job placement offices, right there in those communities, like in the form of storefronts. So as you're driving down, again, Natural Bridge or Kings Highway, there will be a storefront out there that says, jobs apply here. Uh, and it will match you with all the available jobs in the city of St. Louis located right there in your neighborhood. So you don't have to get on the bus, you don't have to go down, uh, downtown, it's right there in your neighborhood. Uh, and I think that's going to be key to kind of matching people with, with, uh, with jobs. And finally, what is your plan for minority inclusion, including ex-offenders, over the next 10 years as billions are expected in construction projects? Uh, what is your plan for minority inclusion, compliance, including ex-offenders over the next 10 years? I think I've answered that in, in some ways, but I will tell you this, is this as far as uh, ex-offenders, uh, you know, we have moved in a direction of uh, what's called banning the box uh, in St. Louis, so that when you are applying for a job, they don't ask you anymore uh, whether or not you have been convicted of a felony. Uh, it should not be relevant. If you have served your time, uh, you should not be continually punished for years and years and years for a past mistake. Uh, so, especially in a city like St. Louis, with as many people uh, in St. Louis who have had past infractions, uh, we, uh, before anybody else, need to be understanding about that uh, and trying to put people to work. Okay, that does it for us here over at WeCast, but please stay tuned. Next, we're going to have City Treasurer Tishara Jones and her answers to advanced schools.